Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast for my Chicago Bears pregame versus the 49ers as they come to town to Soldier Field to play the Chicago Bears. I hope you guys all enjoyed listening and watching to TSS Fantasy. 
um, as we start this new Sunday lineup for the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Every single Sunday will be Belly Up pregame. You're going to get five shows leading up to the noon kickoff for the NFL. You can also watch this live every Sunday from 8 a.m. Eastern Time until 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find the show live on each of the show's YouTube page, the Belly Up Sports Facebook page, and the Belly Up Football Twitter page. You can also find all the audio versions wherever you listen to your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, wherever. It's going to be a new Sunday thing. Uh, my show is going to be the Chicago Bears preview game. Uh, before I dive into that, make sure you go check out the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network Facebook page, their Twitter page. Go check out each of the show's lineups and their personal YouTube page and all their audio. Make sure you please subscribe to the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Follow it on Apple or Spotify. Leave a, uh, leave a review, uh, five-star review, all that stuff. Be a friend, tell a friend. Go check out the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network at bellyupsports.com to get all that content and subscribe to that YouTube channel and everything as well. Um, real quick, betting season's in full swing. Uh, the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network is working with MyBookie. If you go to MyBookie.ag, you can make same-game parlays for any single sport out there, in-game bets, money lines, anything like that. If you go and use the code BELLYUPFANTASY on your first deposit, it's going to double your first deposit. Also, uh, winter is coming, or some of you summer is still here. If you're looking for new sunglasses that are stylish, you need some Yeats sunglasses. If you go to yeatsofficial.com and use the code CSS, you'll get 10% off your first order. These are the most comfortable sunglasses in the game. They can keep sand off um, clear, water doesn't smudge or anything like that. And if you're out there surfing or anything, it actually helps you, you see the shark quicker. So if you are out there and there's sharks, it's going to help you see it a lot quicker. Um, you got a fat head like me, it's going to be able to fit there. So if you go to yeatsofficial.com, use the code code CSS. You'll get 10% off your first order. A percentage of all profits go to community outreach programs. So let's go save the planet. Yeatsofficial.com, code CSS, get 10% off. Today, we're going to be previewing the Chicago Bears. Uh, Chicago Bears defense is banged up. Matt Nagy's been tested positive with COVID. Uh, The Bears have a struggling offense. Uh, 49ers are coming in limping as well. Today I'm excited because I'm going to have on here to do this pregame with me, uh, Zach Kyleman. He's the host of the Gridiron Gallery podcast, as well as many other podcasts. He probably has eight or ten of them. He is also a fellow Chicago Bears fan, so this might be a Chicago Bears sadness uh, preview that we do. Uh, he's also a, was a, is a part of the Unhinged Sports Network that also works with the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, so he's been a part of that Uh you know, is always there to help out with different podcasts. Does a great job with all the stuff he does. We're Bears fans, so he's he was gracious to come on and do the Chicago Bears preview with me. Um, so we're going to dive into that. Um, we're going to do the preview of Chicago Bears versus 49ers, uh, previous game versus the Bucks. Stay tuned to the very end of the episode where I'm going to give you my NFL Week 8 picks um, and bets. So without further ado, here is the Chicago Bears preview with my special guest, Zach Kyleman. All right. I'm going to welcome in now Zach Kyleman. See, I think I got it. Hey. <laughs> he is the host of probably eight podcasts, I think. I can't remember how many podcasts. Too many. Too many. He's a <laughs> fellow. Too many. He's a fellow podcaster from the Unhinged and Belly Up Sports. Uh, the main one I know is the Gridiron Gal- Gallery, and then you do fourth. Is it uh, fourth and four? Fourth yeah, down? fourth and four there. Fourth and four. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Then there's like ten others I forgot that you you do. <laughs> I can't remember them all. You like you you, almost, you overestimate, but it's still I, I will say I'm I'm like I am too busy. It seems at times like uh, biweekly shows like this week. This week's hell for me because I I have to do 
three different shows at, <laughs> during this week to get edited and recorded. And yeah, it's fun, but it's hell <laughs> still. <laughs> it's fun until you f- try to figure out when you're going to do it. How are you going to do it? Are you going to sleep? Then you have a job on there top you go. of that. Yep. All these crucial pieces in life. You know, got to put them in place. But you are also a fellow Bears fan, unfortunately, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I unfortunately, I, maybe. I mean, that's the best I can. Modern, I mean, last few years, I'll say, unfortunately, sans some fun times in 2018. That was probably the worst thing that could happen for Bears fans, only because now our expectation is you got to do that all the time. Right. And now it's, yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not a fan. I, you know, in that talk about back in 2018, me and my dad went to that hundred year anniversary celebration they did in Rosemont and, mm-hmm. uh, had a blast, got basically gaslighted that we're going to be Super Bowl bound this year, listening to Ted Phillips and Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace sitting there. And 2019 has been the status quo for now two and a half seasons. What we went 12 and four. Then the doink happened. Yep. And then you're like, okay, we have a guy that kind of understands offense. It reminded me of it reminded me of the 2006 Bears, to be honest with you. We had a quarterback that could just kind of make the throws when needed, control the game, and you had a defense that was good. Yeah. 2012 or 18 was exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And then 2019 comes along, and we're like, oh, we suck again. And Matt Nagy doesn't know what offense is anymore. Like, it was all fun. One of my friends had a good quote, and I'll screw it up. We hired him to be Andy Reid. We wanted the same results. But if you don't have the chef in the kitchen, you're not going to get the same thing. So with, without Andy Reid, we aren't going to get the same result. And we're seeing that now because you're a fellow Bears fan that's hurting. We're supposed to be okay. But the last game was rough against the was, Bucks. My God. Dear God, that was horrible. I, I'm so glad I was in Boston and not able to watch the game on that day. I was tra- just me tracking it, like was like gut punches going like, oh my God, we've we've reached this point. We have uh, we have officially hit the time to hit the eject button <laughs> moment. If, in my opinion, I watched it and I watched it till the very end for one reason. It's because I had a same game parlay and I just needed Herbert to score a touchdown. I was like, he has to score a touchdown. We have to, like, we're running the football pretty well. I was like, he'll get down there. We'll throw it to him. He'll run the ball. So because of that, Matt Nagy owes me like 20 bucks because of that. <laughs> but that's the only reason why I watched the whole game. At halftime, I wanted to turn it off. We mm. just looked terrible. So you being in Boston, you missed, it was fine for you to miss it. But oh, yeah. it was, you thought it was bad just getting the updates. Watching it was terrible. Like, because I did a pregame show on my own, and I was like, oh, the Bucks only get 80 yards rushing. I think it was 85 rushing yards a game. Sure. And the Bears, I think, only give up like 80, I think. So I was like, okay, we'll be, we'll be fine in, the, in there. And the Bucks just gashed us right up the middle because we don't have yeah, Hicks. And, Hicks just and impacted kinda, that. And that's kind of the Bears' MO is like, you know, I've, I've, the way I've described it is you either – most of the time you're they're going to be the team that I would say – two plays out of three you're gonna get like as a one to two yard stuff almost all the time but then it'll seem like it's a lapse in judgment and then guys will just at least 
I would say three or four times break off like a, you know, upwards of a 10 plus yard run a game. And then that kind of pads the stats. It just seemed like, you know, Leonard Fournette, Rondell Jones, from what I could tell, and from what I watched after the fact, they just had their way at times, not to mention even the secondary, like didn't even matter if Jalen Johnson was covering Mike Evans. Mike Evans was schooling him any chance he was given. And Tom Brady had more time than Avengers Endgame to throw the ball. Like it was, he had all the time in the world to just sit there and throw it. And with the Bears, we're blitzing a lot more than we did last year. Yeah. But, yes, we are. But our, because that was the thing, our corners and safeties aren't that bad, but they rely on the defensive line to get pressure. But when they're not getting pressure, they can't handle Mike Evans the whole time. They can't handle Goodwin on the other slot guy for a very while. Mm hmm. And I think they would have scored more if they had Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski because we would not have been able to do anything. They remind me of Illinois' defense. I'm a big Illinois guy. Yeah, that's something I figured out watching your stuff. No (laughs) doubt about it. That nine overtime was just killing me (laughs) because we can't pass the ball to save our lives. But I digress from Illinois. They're very similar. And if Illinois' front seven does their job, we can cover everything. But it was the Bears. When they don't do it, they can't. Yeah, and we were the Bears' defense is not healthy. Cleo Mack was out a lot of plays because he didn't practice a lot. Akeem right. Hicks was hurt. We're missing a couple linebackers, and so what's what I said? I said this in 2019. I said we've got to figure out the offense because our defense is aging, yes. and you're starting to see it now. You you absolutely are. That that that's the sad part of this. Like I, you know, the like watching the regression like. In talking the linebacking core, you know, credit Ogletree wasn't supposed to be that one of those guys that was the, a key piece in the lineback in that center. He was just supposed to step in for Trevathan until he got healthy. But you know, now we're having this argument like which one's more more the one you want in. You know, or mm-hmm. can you get both in? But the problem is they both have shortcomings. Ogletree is not great at covering. He is more of a reactionary linebacker. He's better at I get the quick read. I read the I read say the play real quick and then I react to wherever the ball is going. It's not great. He's not great with keeping up with tight ends or even, well, God, heaven forbid, receivers if you have to have him on there. Trevathan's better, but he's aging, and you can definitely tell. And uh, even this goes back to when they had to make the decision between Nick Kwiatkowski and him. And I know Kwiatkowski was out for a good chunk of last year, but dude still is producing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still go back to that, and I wonder if they had – I know Trevathan has a legacy and is dominant in his career – but I, I was kind of the Kukowski guy back then. And I was kind of going, it would be a tough and painful thing to let him go. But we're kind of, this is one of those pieces where it's like, we wonder what if on that part of the unit, that's a youthful guy that would be in his prime right now. Trevathan, I think he's going past his prime at this time, you know, starting to wonder how much you're going to get in return moving forward. Well, a big question, and this might be me reaching, is the doctor at the Bears, he's taking a lot of heat because we draft um, that offensive lineman. And he has yep. a hurt back. Yep. Like all this stuff that he's get. I remember when that happened, they called for him to be fired. Like a bunch mm-hmm. of fans. They were like, get rid of the GM, get rid of the coach, get rid of the ownership, get rid of the doctors. It was like clean house. And so you have to wonder if they're, if he, if whoever's evaluating these players is not doing the best. Like look at Floyd with the Rams, that de- our defensive end. He would have been perfect right now. Oh my but, God. But you know how painful walk. that is? You know how painful that is watching that man have success and getting a big payday? Yeah, like that. 
It, that one hurts. Because that, that hurts a lot. Because when Khalil Max hurt, having him kind of step in to fill that void, like we're not evaluating players right now very well mm-hmm. on def- or, or offense or defense. Right. You know, we're I mean, it's becoming more like when you talk like in terms of like the personnel department and more of the general manager's office, misses kind of start piling up at times. Uh, and especially later on in the, in the tenure, it's seeming that way, you know, now like I want like we're talking injuries, you know, like with Jenkins in particular coming out with a back injury uh, right out of the gate. Damn. That's a shame. I still hope that the, I still hope we get to see some action from him this year and that, you know, his aggressive, the way that he was kind of this like mauler at Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping that we get to see that. You know, Larry Borum, you know, unfortunately that was just more of an in-season injury, but like those are two key guys right now that we're, that Bears fans are kind of clamming for and going, man, we could really use like this youthful talent that is needed for a line that either has terrible reserves or we're talking about Jason Peters, to me, looking like Orlando Pace back when Jerry Angelo picked him up, which... Or, which was that was its own disaster in its own right. But those are vibes I get when I see Peters out on the field trying mm-hmm. to play at, you know, the ripe age of late 30. I think, what is he, 40, 41 at this point, 39? I'm, I think he's I'm 39. What? I think he's yeah. 39. So, I mean, it just it breaks down. And then it broke my heart, you know, some of the plays in Tampa this week with like not recognizing safety blitzes or trying to designate who's getting what, you know, on a pass play. Why are you double teaming on the inside and then leaving three people on the outer <laughs> rim for a tackle to make a pick? You know, well, but those are just pieces we're in. That's personnel and also coaching that are just d- deteriorating this entire package right now. Well, that was what I said after I had a Bears recap on my own watching the game. The offensive line's not doing bad zone blocking wise. I mean, Herbert still got over 100 right. yards rushing. So as long as they stay away from gap schemes, they've been doing pretty well. Like. Mm-hmm. Wide zone and inside zone is where they make their money. Pass protecting has not been their strong suit because, like I said, when you're 39 and you're trying to take on a pass rush, it that doesn't work. I'm th- I'm gonna be 31 and I don't think I could do it. Like I imagine being 39 and like we got rid of Jay Leno Jr. Whatever or not Jay Leno, but you know whatever Jay, Charles Leno. I know Charles what you're talking about though. Who couldn't stay off his knees to save his life every time he the ball said he's on his knees. We get rid of him for a 39-year-old that can't mm-hmm. pass protect. And the thing with the Bears, they get third and 10, and you have to have a pass play that takes a while, they're yeah. not going to do it. That offensive line couldn't, like you said, they couldn't. Their defense did well. I was watching it. They had twists and stunts and slants and brought this field safety blitzes and all this. The offensive line couldn't recognize it, but then Justin Fields has to recognize it as well. So the, the big topic was, can he not read a defense? And I said... Yes and no. You kind of have to a little bit. Right. But it, but it's hitting him quick. It really, really quick. Like, <laughs> well, really like, quick. Like, you need to be like, and this is not to, maybe, this isn't like a comparison saying like, you know, we should have taken this. But like, you need to be like a Mac Jones processing quick. And I don't, and you, there's that the whole argument on going, well, Bill Pelichick scheming it and, you know, Josh McGannis are scheming it this way. But that's kind of what you have to do is like, you know, the line has to be better first off. Like you have to process it as a pro, you know, or they're at or in terms of asking like a Matt Na- Matt Nagy is basically saying, yeah, you know, like how we have Aaron Rodgers in our division. Yeah, we want you to process information like him like now yeah. because my job's on the line and you're kind of the guy that's supposed to save it. 
<laughs> so yeah. get to it. You know, you were this high, highly touted prospect. It should be uh, pretty, pretty second nature for you, right? You know, you're not coming from Ohio State where they kind of, you know, they expect you to get that first read with, you know, good receivers and deep shots on the fly. <laughs> you know, that's that's the whole thing that's being missed on this. Like, guy still has to develop how to read routes better. And I know that there's that argument too, but the tape kind of shows. Like, I mean, Ohio State's been known to be that school. So that was one of my concerns going in anyway. Talent's there, but he's going to be learning on the fly because you threw him in this way. And here's where we're at. Well, we could do a whole hour podcast on this because I did it with my friends. When the draft happened, we said right away, first of all, me and my friend Nathan West, we already said it's not Mitch Trubisky's fault. Now, was he a great quarterback? No, he's not this guy that's going to. Right. But we even said, like, I was blaming Mitch at first, like going into last year. I was like, it's his fault. Then as I started watching it a little more and I started to come back to a reality, I said, oh, it's not his fault. It's the play calling's fault. Sure. And then going into the draft, I said, what do we need to focus on? Well, we don't have an offensive line. That would help. We have running backs. <laughs> then they got Andy Dalton. And the only thing I said about Andy Dalton was, well, he can complete a five-yard pass. Okay, we get some offensive linemen. I think we'll be okay. So when we got Justin Fields, I freaked out. I said, we need offensive linemen. What are you doing? And then people want him to play right away, which was fine. I said, but this is what's going to happen when you play him. Because at Ohio State – you're playing Indiana, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Last year, Michigan State was terrible. You're mm-hmm. playing – I'm an Illinois fan, but you're playing Illinois. You're playing whoever where he can run around and do whatever he wants. Right. At Ohio State last year, they had two running backs that averaged over 100 yards a piece a game. So it, it made it life easier. You could do RPOs. You could do all that stuff at Ohio State. Then you get to the NFL and it goes, no, no, no. You can't do all that anymore. Exactly. It, it's it's almost like uh like it's all like a fields has said on his own on his own in press conferences too where it's like this isn't college this isn't ohio state anymore you know this is you know there's more struggle this isn't you're you're not getting all the best players out of the gate which is which is something i brought up which i've been thinking this whole time it's like especially the receiver angle now alan robinson that whole story you know, that got a little more complex this week because he's saying that they weren't giving him first team reps with fields to develop chemistry anyway. So that's the whole excuse right now is it's the, I didn't get chemistry in the off season. So it's been hard for me to get on the same page. It's also a tag year. So people were throwing him under the bus, which is hilarious for all the people that were on the side of giving Robinson a contract last year. There's plenty of bears, professional media members that are going yeah, no, he was he didn't deserve it anyway. After two years of arguing on his side that he deserves a contract, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know. I don't know if the guy's being just phoning it in, but I think the argument of they didn't they were preparing for Andy Dalton and no one expected him to be working with that or something could go both of its own ways. Darnell Mooney being more of a lower rung pers- kind of caliber player at that time, making sense why maybe he's working with Fields more. It, you know, <laughs> Fields is going to be thrown into a situation like you're talking where, yeah, you shouldn't be expecting Ohio State. I'm going to be, unless you're facing the Lions every week who are a depleted roster that hit the reset button and basically cleaned house mm-hmm. for the most part, which is what's hilarious is that Lions game. Everyone lost their minds. I'm going, it's the Detroit Lions and they they canned and traded most people and are, race, and are trying to rebuild. What did you expect? He was going to get all day to do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah. And even that game was close at times. 
And even that game, I had questions on certain plays. So ah, the whole gaslighting of this thing has irked me because I want to like, I want to like the guy and get him playing. But but fans and media personnel nationally or in Chicago have been pissing me off all season because it's there's not there's like no reasoning. It's like Fields a solution, put him in, no questions asked. That's it. That's all you have to do. You know what's Andy Dalton doing for me? <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I- living over here is bad because I I you know all I hear from people is Justin Fields is gonna be good blah 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 and I'm like yeah he mm-hmm. will be probably well, I hope so but right. we all hope so we all you hope know. so but when you don't have an offensive line that can protect you number one number two he's a rookie who can't read a he can read a defense but he can't read everything right now and like it's not Peyton Manning that can read in two seconds the moment the ball snapped and somebody moves or someone blitzes he goes oh i already know what this is and like you said mac jones can kind of do that because he was at alabama Mm. where he was going against that exotic defense when you're at ohio state they don't do that because you're playing lesser teams right you're not playing lsu and old miss and you know all these teams and georgia like mac jones saw it at georgia and justin fields one of the things they said was he holds on the ball too long Mm -hmm. because he's trying to figure out he wants to take the deep shot and he and he's waiting because he know he can run, but I think a de- I think defenses have figured out if we make Justin Fields run, we're going to win the game. If we can stop the run, he's not going to make the ball throw the ball, and he just starts moving. We're going to win. That's fair. Although it's funny, I, I want to see more design runs. Like this is the same complaint with Matt Nagy with like Mitch Trubisky. It's like why aren't we seeing like you know a little more like outside sweep rpos or things like that with a guy that can run especially fields is even more so mobile than trubisky was too and even now if we're talking traditional where he's rolling out of the pocket like say he bails on the play i'm still surprised i'm not seeing even more of just fields going all right if they're gonna you know ruin my pocket i'll just take off you know and then maybe that's just the teams are keying in you're getting a linebacker that's spying because with a guy that fast you might as well have a spy almost every uh try and at least gauge at every other player scenario where it's like okay like say like a levante david last week like okay you're gonna you're gonna be like the linebacker spy or something like that to like Mm -hmm. keep up you know or like maybe i don't know antoine winfield comes up from the secondary it's like all right you'll be like the spy here you look like you're blitzing but in reality you're just kind of reading to see if the dude tries to bail you know so that could play with them i've just been surprised it seems like in the games too maybe that plays into him trying to just deliver the kill shot but there's a lot of times like dude you can run here you know, you can get like six or seven yards and like throw the defense for a loop here because you're that mobile. And I haven't seen enough of that still yet. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just fine with it. I think defenses are fine with that if he just takes off because eventually they'll spy and, and do whatever. But I, you're right. The offense in the Tampa Bay game looked completely different. So my mm-hmm. big question to some people was, did Matt Nagy put his nose back in it? Can he not handle? I said that the Bears keep winning with laser call and offense. He'll stay away. The moment they lose right. a game, he's going to come sliding back in saying, well, we lost because we didn't do X, Y, and Z. And he has to remind people that he's the head coach and all the plays have to go through him, which is arrogant in itself. He's got to yes. learn He's got to learn to not talk. He just needs mm-hmm. to stay at home. Um, but you're right. We, we roll outs with Justin Fields, we're going to win. Zone reads, a little bit of power reads, we'll be fine. But it sounds like the exact same thing as we said with Mitch Trubitsky. If you did all that with him, he was going to be fine. Right. Because we did that in 2018. 
And when so when we drafted Justin Fields, everybody jumped up and down, and I said, why are we jumped up and down? Look who's calling the plays. That's the thing. You know, well, the, the whole fan base, this is also an asinine thing to me, like how 2020 ended going into the draft. So 2020 ends. We're all, I think for the most part, most of the fans in Chicago or that are fans outside Chicago that love the Bears, they got the torch and pitchforks up. They're ready to go. Like it's time to, you know, clean house. You know, you got maybe a little small sect here that are saying, no, 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 it's only three years. You can't do it after three. That's what that's what low quality teams like the Jets and do or the Giants do. And so everyone else is like, no, torch and pitchforks. And then we get to that god awful end of season press conference where the McCaskey family, George in particular, says, Oh yeah. I was really, I love the fight the guys had in a five game losing streak mid season. And they really showed their, their tenacity. And then even more torch and pitchforks were raised because the organization looked like it was completely not, it was completely lost and like spineless. Mm -hmm. And then the draft comes fields gets picked up and everyone bails on the torch. They drop their pitchforks and I'm standing here going, where's everybody going? (laughs) What, What do you mean? This is, this fixes everything. Where have you all gone? The dude, the dudes that made this mess are still sitting in their chairs. Yeah. Well, they just pick somebody up to distract you at this moment. Yeah, and it That's worked it until is. it worked until Cleveland Browns. Then all of a sudden they were kind of oh, like, God. "Oh, wait a minute." Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of worked till Justin didn't start when he was not the starter. ESPN and and all of them said, "Why is he not starting? Why is he not starting? He's way better than Andy Dalton. He's way better. Look at what he did at Ohio State." And I said, "Yes, he's more athletic. There's mm-hmm. upside, but this is what's going to happen because of Matt Nagy calling plays." If if we had Sean McVay, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah. Uh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. It'd be a little different when you got Matt Nagy calling plays. And and the, what do you say the other day? Oh, we, we, we all get along in the locker room. After a loss, we're all getting along. And it's like, well, thank God you're friends. That's awesome. Good for you, pal. Obviously, it's not translating well on the field is what I'm I'm getting at right now. Because they're literally limping in to play the 49ers. They're literally limping down the street to the Soldier Field, going underneath the bridge to the stadium, literally <laughs> limping in there 
And while and while they're at it, they're yelling Packers suck because they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to still take some bit with them. <laughs> well, because they're still yeah. mad about what Aaron Rodgers said, and yeah, I didn't like it either. But I was like, it's kind of no, true. He's, he ain't wrong. <laughs> he, he ain't wrong. He's not wrong. That's why you don't flip him off when he scores a touchdown. Don't give him a double finger. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> We don't have a place. Like, yeah, we can be pissed off. Like, there's no place to get out of the guy. The guy has basically handed us our lunch for the last decade plus. Like, it's all it was is you handed the keys from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and the same beatings continued in action. Like, (laughs) it was like clockwork. We've gotten close. He's allowed us to get close, Mm -hmm. and then he goes, "Nah." That's fine. You're not going to Favre did that though too. Like that's just both teases, man. They just they just tease you like you're making progress. Yeah, we're, so the Bears are limping right now to play the 49ers, who are also limping. They're, they're limping also indeed this limping. Mm-hmm. And we're yelling the Packers suck and and all this and that when the 49ers are coming in. And I still don't feel good about playing the 49ers only because the defense now is really banged up than it was before. Yeah. The injury list is growing. Uh, what is it? Like a team Hicks is still questionable. Right. You got Hicks questionable. Obviously, Mac's going to be a detriment because the fact the fact that Robert Quinn looks like he's finally living up to the money they gave him two years ago. You know, now you're saying, oh, well, now your buddy who's leading in sacks on the team is injured for this week, might be out three. Now you're the solo act on a team that doesn't really have a number two behind either one of them that could follow up i think uh maybe Gib- maybe gibson has been kind of showing flashes but like i'm not i ain't holding out for miracles right now with that being the number two so that obviously hurts and then we can look at the secondary you know jalen johnson holding his own but you know they're still going to target away from him and i'm almost set up to be ready to expect a liability with eddie jackson missing tackles during the game once he has to do open field anything right now, it seems <laughs> like, let me just throw a shoulder into it. Yeah. That wasn't really a good shoulder. Like dude, no. wrap up. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm just what? expecting that. They have like three offensive linemen out. Uh, mm-hmm. They haven't used Jimmy Graham at all. He's been out, but they have not utilized him once, which blows my mind because when you get to the red zone, throw it to the six, four, six, five guy. That's going to go jump and get it. Right? Or, like, you know, let's start using Cole Komet like a, you know, expected second-round tight end. Yeah. You know, let's not make this another Adam Shaheen where we, like, waste the pick and, you know, he just kind of stays there forever and then goes off to elsewhere. You know, let's utilize the talent and then normal people. And then we only have, what, Herbert? Is that going to be our starter again? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, we have Montgomery out still, Cohen's out. But you see, I I like Herbert showing is showing that he's pretty capable. That's kind of a silver lining. The Bears might have like a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt scenario now. Right. At least maybe not this year, but like next year they fully dive in because Herbert. I liked him in training camp. I have been loving him even more so with these two performances. They got two bona fide guys they can go to that can catch and you know churn yards. That's pretty bad. And Damian Williams was a one year sign, so like. Even then, like, next year you don't need him. No. Herbert's right there. He was drafted, and that's a cheap contract. Herbert, you know? Montgomery, whenever he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Cohen, when he's healthy. You can go find a different running back. 
outside yeah. of those if you don't need them. But God, I'd love Cohen to be back sooner rather than later. That was so sad to hear that he's not close to returning yet either. No, but if we had Herbert, Montgomery, and Cohen, then like we said earlier, then you can get into the Baltimore Raven type offense. But Matt Nagy won't do go. it. He won't allow them to do it. But you could get into something like that. But they're both limping in with a running back and a half because Herbert's the only running back. You have Justin Fields, who is now – he even come out and said, he goes, I don't – losing, he's never lost before. At Ohio lost State, he, I think at Ohio State he's lost two, two well, or three games. I think they're both playoff games only, too. Like, he, did, I don't think he's ever – I don't think he lost in the regular season at Ohio State that I'm aware of. Yeah, I think it was to what, Al- to Clemson and then to Alabama – Yep, because Clemson he lost in the semifinals the two years before, which then Clemson won a loss against LSU, and then they beat down Clemson in a revenge game, but then they got their ass handed to him by Mac Jones in Alabama, or really what I call an NFL roster walking around as a college football team. <laughs> yeah, because you have almost the whole offensive line, the quarterback, my receivers go to the NFL, some of the defensive line go to the NFL. Oh, okay, this is that's fine. That's they, fine. They could beat Jacksonville Jaguars. They they could have walked out there and beat them. <laughs> they probably could. Problem. <laughs> probably could. But we're limping. Matt Nagy has COVID, and mm-hmm. we well, I don't think we recorded that. We don't want anything to happen to him because no, no. I've had COVID. It's not fun. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he just gets flu symptoms and he sits there. But just stay home. Don't try to come back too soon. Matt Nagy, you could stay home. It's good. They'll be fine. Right. I, I share the same words I share for like. Browns fans that are looking at Baker Mayfield now as he's trying to be like tough with that torn, with that totally separated labrum on his shoulder, being like, "Hey, uh, it's cool to get healthy, bud. You don't have to rush back. Like, sit on a couch, you know, watch some tube, you know, maybe do like a little exercise. But like, how about you like take a chill pill? Like, we don't need you to rush back that fast, you know? Well, it's he was doing fine though. Like they were doing well. I don't understand why, but Yeah. yeah, I would. Well, I don't know if I'd take him, but we take their play caller. We take their head coach over. Oh, I mean, yeah, give me Kevin Stefanski any day. I'll do that. Bring him on yeah. over. But yeah, we're we're limp. Both teams are limping in. Um, looks like the 49ers have a quarterback problem because they do. Do you play Trey Lance? Do you just keep going with Jimmy G? Looks like they're staying with Jimmy G this week. Yeah, it does I, appear that way. I don't think Jimmy G's happy being there. He can't stay healthy. Hmm. Trey Lance is the same thing as Justin Fields. This game is moving really fast for him, and you have to read that. Shanahan's offense is kind of complicated because he, he throws a lot at you. So I predict a low-scoring game on Sunday because I don't know who's going to score what. <laughs> or it could be a high-scoring game because both defenses are kind of beat up. Yeah, I think it comes down to who whoever runs better because I have no faith in either one of these passing offenses at this moment. Um, just that's just my that's the honest opinion. Like, who's going to have a better day, Elijah Mitchell or Khalil Herbert? Though that's where I'm looking at right now. Um, and maybe the other X factor is who gets maybe one or two better, you know, passes. Which at the moment, if I'm basing it on line and maybe production. I'm kind of leaning Jimmy Garoppolo because Justin Fields is in a situation that doesn't make me say, wow, or make me say that he's going to take a step forward at this moment. You know, even with for even with the San Francisco 49ers keeping to the status quo in the Shanahan era of 
wow, all these injuries keep happening and we don't know why. <laughs> the you know the NFC's version of like recent years past Anthony Lynn Chargers teams where it's like, oh, everything was going great until it all of a sudden wasn't. <laughs> it was good until it wasn't, and then it, <laughs> right <laughs> then it then it came down hard. But like, if you people, I've realized people love stats, and I hate stats because mm-hmm. they base everything off of them, and I don't. Right, the stats don't mean everything, but it's the it's the baseline for people to give arguments and to discuss. Like the Bears are only averaging fourteen point four points a game, and wow. we're giving up twenty three points a game, which to me is not that bad. If you only give up twenty three, you're in a spot to win. Now, in modern day NFL, that's not bad. No, I mean in in pass heavy NFL, that's not bad at all. But. Like then the 49ers, they're averaging 22.5 points and they're giving mm-hmm. up 24. They're averaging almost, they're getting 363 yards a game. We're only doing 286. Yeah. And it's terrible. So it, this literally could be like a toilet bowl game. They're two and four and we're three and four. Like this is, which is sad. They're what, two years away from removed from the Super Bowl? That's, that's what's disappointing for, to me out of the, out of this. You know, that was a team that, was up by 10 two years ago in a Super Bowl that was still winnable, if you ask me. And here we are now. You know, you're, you're, you're a squad, you're gonna be squabbling with a team that also has been rudderless, it feels like, for three years since the, they missed a field goal, dink doinking it twice off the crossbars. Yeah, it like broke the team when the 49ers, like Kansas City, come back, that broke them. Yep. We did the doink and it just broke everything. Mm-hmm. Now we got to deal with Matt Nagy and all of his play sheets glued to his wall in his draft room, like all that. <laughs> That's what we've come down to is What's up with that anyway. That's and then so... the BU over it, like one of our football coaches had that on his call sheet and I ripped it up. I said, take that off right now because we don't need that. <laughs> you did not. Did you really? I started to rip at it. I was like, you got to get this. Take oh it my off. God. <laughs> it's a cursed. It is a cursed symbol. <laughs> I know where this is going. I know he had that. I was like, now I know how this game's going to go tonight because this is on your sheet. It was like week five. And I was like, has that been on there this whole time? Yeah. And I was like, that explains everything. Like, this is what happened. <laughs> no way. Um, oh. mm. But mm. <laughs> the Bears, without Matt Nagy, I think this might be a audition look of like, what's it going to be like if we don't have Matt Nagy? Not Man. saying whoever is going to be the interim coach for that game is the new head coach, but it was just going to be laser and that offensive staff. I think it's going to be, hey, what can we do without Matt Nagy? What's it going to look like? They're probably not thinking that way at all, but I'm going to think that way. And the Bears are just going to have to run the ball over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And on defense, we're just going to have to blitz up the middle every time because we're not going to be able to do anything. No defensive line. Our offensive line can't pass protect, but this might be the week to pass the ball. It could be. I mean, there is that case. It's just, you know, who's going to get this? This has been the question right now is who's getting the separation. You know, Mooney was supposed, Mooney had been that guy a few times earlier on in the year, but lately it's been, (laughs) we're lucky if we get guys that actually you know, are able to get a route and create separation or get time to find those open people or people are being, are being schemed to run deep routes on plays where 
sometimes maybe a check down route would be kind of nice. <laughs> you know, some other theme that keeps popping its head up that I'm like, why is this normal? Where, where, where's the check downs? Where, where are these shorter routes to help with like intermediate yardage gains? You know, not going for kill shots all the time too. Well, like where's that and where's the screens? Because if yeah, they're doing these exotic blitzes. They're coming after us. Why can't we do a screen? It's, I'll, I'm up for a good running back screen. I'm actually, it's funny, fun thing with me here. I'm actually not a fan of receiver screens, but that's only because you have to have receivers that are good blockers and that you can trust to do that. And then also the play has to be perfectly timed to get it to read those blocks. So like, to me, there's a lot of stuff. It's not like, say, we're like a fade route. It has a low, where I'm like pissed off at that because it has a low percentage and like you have to have a receiver that can jump up ahead and the ball has to be perfectly placed. But like, it borderlines that to me where I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that has to go right. So you have to be a good team with like good mechanics and also good execution. The bears aren't that team. So that's why I'm like, stay away from that. Do receiver screens where the linemen can get out and they can run free and frolic in the fields and let Cleo Herbert read off those blocks at the same time. Yeah. We can't do key screens. We can do jailbreak tunnel screens or running back screens. Yep, Everything else absolutely. needs to not happen. Mm-hmm. Just never again. And stay, and stay away. I'm done seeing tight end shovel passes. Like that was cool. Like in 2018, for like a minute, we don't need those anymore. We're, we're, I, I, we stay away from that right now too. Oh, and everybody's doing the throwback tight end screens. I'm sure we're. Oh see yeah, that. yeah. That's the new thing. But the Bears have to go back to running the ball, mm-hmm. using tight ends because that's what they're there for. It will yeah, help absolutely. Six Happy man days. pass protections move the pocket and just have Justin Fields throw short passes mm-hmm. and then go do the Sean Payton rule two times a quarter, throw a deep shot only because it softens up those safeties. That Sean Payton's rule is eight times a game. You got to throw the ball deep. I think that's a smart idea. And Fields what, has the cannon to do it. He does have the cannon and it just, it just gotta be a turn and throw. Just turn and throw yeah. it. Uh, that's the only way the bears are going to compete defense. I have no idea what it's going to look like. You don't have Mac. Even if uh, Akeem Hicks does play, he's mm-hmm. so banged up that he's not going to play much. So, I don't know. The defense is going to be really suspect. And if the offense is going to th- pass the ball over the place and not run it, we're not going to survive. What what I will say with the 49ers that, you know, it scares me. Yes, their their injuries have stacked up like recent years. Really, it's funny because 2019 is kind of like the anomaly year for them in terms mm-hmm. of like everyone stayed healthy. We got through the year. But the status quo in the Kyle Shanahan era has been key players injured and on the sidelines for most of the season, it seems. But anyway, that being said, one thing that's consistent with Kyle Shanahan that I love about him is that his teams come and they are disciplined and they generally execute well. Even if they are an under-talented team, they generally execute and they claw till the end. Chicago this year has had two duds and has not made me confident in losses. Not saying that's like a good, you know, metro metric, if you will, on like how I think this game will go. But 49ers don't quit, man. Like they, they, they play in a tough division. They have a coach that I would say has instilled a culture that at least says you better execute on the mechanics of the game that matter the most. And that's what really scares me is like the Bears at times I see lapses where I'm like, this to me is a team that doesn't do everything right and is bound to mess something up eventually. San Francisco, it's just that they're undermanned and mm-hmm. 
have been kind of, you know, just they've kind of just been like out at the end of games. They eventually fall off is what happens this year. They're in every game this season, even at two and four. So like that scares me. They're able to keep up. Chicago doesn't make me say, oh, yeah, they're going to keep up here. That's why I think in the end, like you're going to see Sam Fran be three and four. Yeah, the Bears aren't a team. Oh, they're down 14 or 20. They're going to come back. Mm-hmm. And like that horrible game with the 49ers and Colts with the torrential downpour. But they, right. they, but like you said, they stay close. They're playing with second stringers and third stringers. So eventually in the third or fourth quarter, the other team's starters take over. And if the 49ers were healthy, they might only lose a game or two. And Jimmy G's not that bad. People think he's no. this terrible quarterback. He really isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he just can't stay healthy. I, help. I mean, there was a, there was a point in the offseason we were talking about if they didn't draft Fields, Jimmy Graham could be a trade option for crying out loud. You know, it was slight. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it was there. <laughs> yeah. I said it. I was like, bring him on over. I mean, Jimmy G's from Chicago. He's from Arlington Heights, where the yeah. Bears are going to move to. They're on their yeah, way. Also that. <laughs> He's from Eastern there. Illinois uh, product. The, I too, helped so. out spring ball when he was there. I'm down there. I knew who he was. Watched him play. Okay. Uh, okay. He's not a bad quarterback. He's like, again, he's not a Tom Brady. He's just a quarterback that's going to do whatever offense you put him in. Mm-hmm. At EIU, the first two years, they were pro-style, I-formation, whatever. Do you know Baber shows up? They ran the Baylor offense, and he threw for 5,000-some yards his senior year. And it was up-tempo, snapped the ball every 12 seconds. Then he goes to the NFL and does pretty well in that style. Mm-hmm. So I said that. I said, if we don't get a quarterback and we focus on the offensive line, trade for Jimmy G. He'll come home. He'll be fine. He'll be like smoking Jay all over again. Have a decent quarterback. He'll he looks better than smoking Jay at least. <laughs> He'll sell tickets. He'll, sell, He'll tickets. sell tickets and merchandise. <laughs> They'll make money. Um, but I agree. I unless it torrential downpours again on Sunday, the forty minor the 49ers might squeak this out. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a defensive contest like you're talking. I, I de- I'm I'm predicting that one off the bat like you. I don't see – there's no fireworks. This will be like – I think it will actually be borderline boring, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, the 49ers, I think, still have a little bit more. And, again, the, I think Shanahan's a better coach anyway, and he's proven that over the years that, like, even with injuries or being undermanned, their teams don't quit under his tenure. It's That's just how it is. Like, they fight for their guy and they execute in in places that matters. Tackling and defensive mechanics, especially, they do well. You know, I'm just saying. I I see this going. You know, squeak squeak out a game, but it's gonna be another knock on you know the Maggie on the Nagy uh, pace era, and we're gonna be talking more about you know trying to be having that as the first coach fired mid season in Bears history, which I don't think will happen either. But you know, people will still talk about it. I don't yeah. think it'll happen either. 
Um, I guess my last thought for this game was Justin Fields was struggling big time against the Bucs. And I know it was the offensive line, and people want to blame the entire offensive line. And I said, no, it goes both ways. Offensive line struggled, but Justin Fields struggled. Right. There was a point where I said, why don't we just put Andy Dalton in and just see? Justin Fields had enough because he's threw, he threw three interceptions. He's sitting on the bench with his back looking up at the sky because he hasn't done this before. That's mm-hmm. a rookie that you don't want to break. Just put Andy Dalton in. So if, if Justin Fields plays like that again, are they going to put Andy Dalton in? Not to start, but just say you're going to finish the game, and then we're going to see. Man, I don't know. Because he I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it if – you know, the guy can process things better and that, if that's fine, but just like that would be so, I think that'd be so hard to, you'd be going back to like being berated. Like it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't thing. Like put in Justin Fields, sure. appeases like the crowd of, of the mob for a little bit, but like then they get pissed off because, well, the obvious happens where he can't process and the line breaks down because the line wasn't built well mm-hmm. <laughs> over the last few years. Or we'll put in Andy Dalton who, People will ask, well, if the line couldn't protect him against a mobile QB, how does it help with this? And then also because Andy Dalton, you know, being in place of their starling Justin Fields, and, you know, it's a mess either way. You know, now Field, I mean, Dalton, maybe he can read the field faster, which I say is possible because he's, you know, dude is an ex-pro bowler and also led led a Cincinnati Bengals unit that, you know, he was putting up some good numbers at the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the thing, you know. But there's other elements at play where I'm like, it still keeps him off the field. Is the is what's going to happen? And we're kind. I think we'll be stuck in this. You know, it'll be just kind of consistent fit, trying to fine tune as the year goes on, with like no result, unless you know magic happens and you know maybe Zoom meetings with receivers changes everything. Like they're like Fields is talking about. I don't know. Maybe it could, but like I'm not like reading that as like the magic bullet. Like oh, that's going to change it. That the chemistry's there. We're gonna hop on a Zoom meeting like two times a week. That'll fix it all, along with practice. It's trust me. I've done Zoom meetings, football players. It's not. It's not the same. I mean, I just don't think. Yeah, that, that's kind of my vibe. I'm like, cool, great, like media piece. That doesn't make me think that's going to help anything beyond like talking on like stuff that you're critiquing that you could talk about after you do stuff on a practice field. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I don't know. Well, that's all I got. I think we're both in census that it'll be a low-scoring game. So if you're betting, yeah. probably take the under. I don't know what it is. Probably need to take the under. I'd probably – I mean, I'd take the under. And I also am not – I can't tell you right at the moment. But, like, yeah, j- just underneath anything that they're given. Like, I'm going to go with the under myself if I am if I was a betting guy. <laughs> oh, right now, the over-under is 39.5 on ESPN. Ooh, well – no, I'd still go with under because my I'm predicting like 2013 San Francisco. That that's what I predicted yesterday when I was on a different show, um, and I'm going to stick with that gun there. You know, one touchdown difference. That's what I got. I agree. That's not going to happen until the second half. I predict the yes. first half is going to be like zero seven or seven seven or ten yeah, seven something like that. Seven three. There you go. There, there it'll be there that. Go. It'd be like a seven yeah. three game. The 49ers will probably squeak it out because mm-hmm. I think I think more than just Matt Nagy's out of the building. I think with COVID, I think I saw that. Yeah, they're having kind of a they're kind of a tear of it through the building uh, right now. I don't know I why. Mean, 
but I, I don't know. I mean, that they've been critiqued about that as well, where it's like, how does this keep happening? Because this has been a this was the thing last year that happened too. Was like they couldn't get things under wraps, and now it's happening again, and they can't get it under wraps, and it's affecting the roster at the time where you you know mid season where you shouldn't be having this happen at the moment and can't you know? afford to have it happen. You can't at all afford to have this happen right now. Well, I think that's all I had. Any final thoughts for the Bears? I can't think of one going into. Oh, this I game. have a I have a funny little kind of anecdote just from watching things, and I'll leave it at this. Um, kind of revisiting us our Fields conversation, throwing him into the fire, uh, and how kind of national media want that. So Rich Eisen, which I love, Rich Eisen to death. His the Rich Eisen show is great. It's I like watching clips of it. He is he was a pro Fields guy. For those that don't know or want to remember, Rich Eisen is a New York Jets fan, advocating to throw court, advocating that you should put a quarterback in and throw him into the fire automatically. Now, I don't know about you, but the guy just watched Sam Darnold get wrecked. He's watched Geno Smith's career get basically chopped up in a similar fashion. And this guy's coming out and telling people, yeah, just throw Justin Fields out there. That I, I and he said as well on this on the same take, I believe in putting QBs in and getting them on field experience. Okay, fine, but I also think that that gets discredited when you're you also watch that kind of concept not work entirely. You know, I'm just saying, I think there's belief in the sit and be the apprentice type of mentality. You know, I think it works under the right circumstances. Maybe it wouldn't have under Matt Nagy. But, like, given the fact that there are instances where this is the case, like, you know, one of the best cases is Aaron Rodgers, by the way, <laughs> chilling behind Brett Favre. You know, whether you want to argue that that didn't matter or not, I don't care. Dude sat there for over two years and all of a sudden became a star after one bad season. Patrick Mahomes sat behind Nat and Alex Smith. And then if you want me to be honest, Alex Smith and Andy Dalton are kind of similar veins of talent. Mm-hmm. Yep, Pro, Pro Bowl esque. We're solid players. Could develop, could produce when needed, and we're good role models. It looks like too. I wanted that. You all wanted to throw them on the field. Welcome to my world, baby. Insanity. This is what we've gotten now. There's no turning back because you guys wanted this. This is where we're at. Congratulations, people. And this is why we drink after a Bears game. <laughs> Where's my old style? All I got right now is this uh, icy light that I picked up in Pittsburgh, which it doesn't fit the bill as well. You know, the, the you know the Steelers fans drink this, by the way. <laughs> just as a heads up, old style's better. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there right now. It, it is better. That's why they're Pittsburgh, and this is Chicago land. <laughs> <laughs> my God! But at least they know how to play a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. God. God damn, you are right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on to talk about the Bears. We'll try to get you back on more often for the Bears. Oh, I'll be back, Coach. I'm ready. Put well, me in any time. <laughs> it'll be your 11th appearance for a podcast a week because you got 10 of them going on. <laughs> right. I got I got so many. I, how I juggle this schedule is beyond my my own my own uh, understanding. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> it's to hide the pain of being a Bears fan. You're just that, that's what the laughs are. This is my insanity <laughs> of me doing doing this all the time to myself. <laughs> well, 
Well, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll get you back on again sometime. To, uh, Bears victory or Bears tears, one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. We'll be talking it in the DMs, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me on, Steve. <laughs> Enjoyed that preview for the Chicago Bears versus the 49ers um, that I had with Zach Kyleman. Uh, make sure you go check out all the podcasts he's on. The main one is the Gridiron Gallery, but if you go to Bellip Sports podcast.com you'll have all the podcasts there if you go to his great iron gallery uh, gallery facebook page twitter page go to his link tree has all the different stuff he's on um go check out all that stuff um really enjoyed that preview with him he's going to be coming back on with for other chicago bears either previews or recaps or sadnesses maybe we'll talk why jay keller is the best chicago bears quarterback that ever lived but that's neither here or there um, thank you guys so much for listening to that. Now we're going to dive in real quick to my NFL week eight picks. We're going to go through every one. Um, I did, this is going to come out after the Thursday night game with green Bay and Arizona. Um, but I did have green Bay winning that game, but it was a closer game than I thought it was going to be. Uh, so we're going to move on Carolina versus Atlanta. Carolina is very, uh, injured prone. They're not playing as well as they were. I think Atlanta is due for wins. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. Buffalo's coming off their bye week versus a struggling Miami team. You got to go with Buffalo. I think that's a no brainer from the preview. Me and Kyle kind of on the same page that we think the 49ers are going to squeak one out against the bears. It's going to be a close game. Pittsburgh is coming in against an injured, uh, Cleveland team with Baker Mayfield, but he is cleared to play, but with him not getting reps for the past couple weeks, uh, I think Pittsburgh might start to turn a corner, so i got to go with Pittsburgh over the Browns, but it's going to be a very close game. I've been on Detroit a few times. They're playing Philadelphia. Both teams are slowly struggling. I got, I think MCDC gets a win, so I'm going to go with Detroit. Tennessee plays Annapolis Colts. Tennessee has been on fire, so I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. The Bengals has been a quote-unquote surprise team to me overall, not Joe Burrow, but just the overall team playing the New York Jets. Well, they're the New York Jets, so i got to go with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams will go play Houston. I don't think this is no brainer. You got to go with the Rams. Chargers coming off a bye week hosting New England. New England coming off a big win last week. I think the Chargers coming off a bye week are going to be able to uh, have fresh legs against New England. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Seattle is struggling against Jacksonville, but I just can't pick Jacksonville. I have to go with Seattle. I'd have to hope that Jacksonville or Seattle's coaching and the kind of talent they have will prevail over Jacksonville. Washington football team will travel to Denver. I think Denver's defense is going to be too much. So I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Tampa Bay Broncos or Tampa Bay Broncos. Tampa Bay Bucks travel to New Orleans. I think Tampa Bay is just way better than New Orleans right now. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Dallas Cowboys go to Minnesota. Uh, Dak Prescott is a game time decision. Um, I have to believe that Dallas's defense is going to step up. Their offense is pretty. They have different weapons that help them move the ball. So I'm going to go with Dallas over Minnesota, and the New York Giants, who are hit or miss one week, they're really good one week, they're not against a strongest Kansas City team. I just can't see New York Giants winning over uh, Kansas City. So I'm going to go with Kansas City. The bet you need to make Buffalo uh, versus the Dolphins. I have to think that's going to go over 48 and a half. Titans versus the Colts. I believe that's going to be a low-scoring game. It'll be under 51. You got to take the Rams minus 15 and a half. You got to take the Bengals minus 11 and a half. And I think Pittsburgh versus the Browns. I think they have Pitt plus four. I think you got to take that with the way Cleveland's playing and with the injured quarterback. Pittsburgh plus four. All right, guys. There's my week eight picks, my bets. Thank you so much for listening to the preview. Um, it's been fun. That was fun uh, with Zach Kyleman. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.